Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Five years ago this week, on November 24, 2014, St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney Robert McCullough announced that a grand jury would not be issuing criminal charges against Darren Wilson. And Wilson, of course, is the Ferguson police officer who fatally shot Michael Brown that August. McCullough's announcement that Wilson would not be indicted for the shooting set off a new wave of unrest in Ferguson, as well as protests in more than 170 cities around the world. And the unrest also hit Delwood hard. Next door to Ferguson, it's a city of about 5,000 residents. 85% of them are black. But unlike Ferguson, they weren't being governed by a white mayor or an oppressive police presence. No one was mad at Delwood. The buildings there that were smashed, looted, and burned to the ground on November 24th were simply collateral damage. Today, we're joined by phone by Delwood Mayor Reggie Jones. Mayor Jones, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Now, now, Mayor Jones, you've got a story you tell about the morning of November Mm. 25th, and it's such a remarkable story. I'm going to ask you to tell it again. Um, Mm. So many buildings in your city had been burned to the ground, and and there'd been so much trouble the night before. You were being interviewed by KMOV. What happened? Well, just as you mentioned in your your intro, you talked about, you know, how we weren't originally, you know, a a target Mm -hmm. of uh, protest and destruction, but we became collateral damage. So I was doing an interview with Channel 4 at City Hall, just finished the interview, actually, and two young men drove up in a car, parked in front of City Hall, and hopped out. And they began to apologize. And I'm like, okay, what do you guys apologize for? And he asked me, we're just really sorry what we did, you know, last night. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? He said, man, we burned down. Delwood, but we thought we were in Ferguson, Ugh. and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if I should laugh or, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, it, was, it kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those guys thought they were in Ferguson because we're so close in proximity to uh, Ferguson. And basically, that, the, uh, the main drag of your commercial district that sort of yeah. directly adjoins um, where right. a lot of this unrest was going on. Right, which is West Florence, and so yeah, we border on several sides of our city. We border against Ferguson, but yeah, West Florence is the big commercial district where we bordered uh, with Ferguson. Okay. How bad was the damage that morning as, as you were surveying what had happened the night before? Uh, uh, it was devastating. It was, uh, I, I, if I can remember correctly, I, I think a total of 17, 18 buildings that were totally, that were in total that were damaged, some totally damaged and destroyed and burned down. And so, uh, we, you know, I always say we're the untold story because, of course, Ferguson gets the, uh, media attention because mm-hmm. you know it just sounds better to say Ferguson, but in actuality, Delwood was damaged extremely more than the city of Ferguson ever was uh, as it pertains to uh, the loss of businesses, the loss of revenue due to businesses being shut down, and things of that sort. And our second guest here today, um, he's somebody who also um, lived through this period and, and kind of took a direct hit because of this. Uh, Curtis <clears throat> Curtis Barks is the CEO of Complete Auto Body and Repair, and that's located in Delwood. Uh, Curtis, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Curtis, what do you remember from that night five years ago? Oh, there's so many things that night uh, to bring back memories of. Um, I think the neatest part and some of the things I really want to focus on is, is how awesome our community was afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the night it was was an absolute, you couldn't even get near the buildings, you couldn't go check on anything. Uh, the police were doing everything they could. Uh, the fire trucks, it was just amazing the amount of response that 
was used just to contain that area. Uh, it was scary. It was like a war zone down there. Had you expected that this trouble in Ferguson, which at that point had been going on for a couple months, had you thought that that would reach Delwood, or did you think things would be okay? No, we, we, we felt okay. We were reassured um, by different powers to be just days before. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. It'll be protected. And they left Delwood to, out to, to dry, hung out to dry. It was horrible. Ugh. For those of you who are listening out there, um, if you have a question or comment about the situation that happened in Delwood, or if you were there that night and, and remember some of the things that happened in that community, you can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Mayor Jones, uh, Curtis Barks, uh, business owner right there in your community, um, he feels like the city was somewhat hung out to dry, that there wasn't adequate protection that night. Um, was that sort of your impression? Absolutely. We, we were totally disappointed by the leadership of uh, then-Governor Jay Nixon, who, um, along with his, um, his, his, his administration, you know, basically told us that the National Guard would be lined up along with Florissant and that they would be there to protect the businesses and not let the same thing that happened in August happen uh, when they read the um, verdict. And that did not happen. I mean, it was a it was a total shift uh, from what they had told us and told my police department and told the business owners that, that were going to happen. I felt disappointed because I told our community that we were going to be okay. And that's based on uh, my uh, information I received from the office of the governor. So yeah, we were we were totally uh, left out to dry as it pertains to safety in that community. Do you think that was just a bad strategic decision they made in that moment, or do you think there was something more to it? I think it was a bad strategic moment. I think the governor now uh, brags that you know there were no loss of lives because of the strategy that they uh, uh, chose. But you know, it was to, to watch somebody who works hard every day and has, you know, you have a lot of mom and pop businesses over there mm-hmm. and just watch it get destroyed mm-hmm. uh, without any any help uh, from the National Guard who was deployed, who were here, mm-hmm. who were nearby, who, who were around the corner, and, and you know, and to not, you know, deploy them in that business district uh, well, I was, a, was a poor decision, I think, is, is the reason why you... Nixon's political career uh, is, is over. That people in your community and, and others weren't happy with the decisions he made, Absolutely. the promises he didn't keep. Absolutely not. And I'm and I'm and I have I'll, you know I'm a strong starch Democrat, but I'm very I'm not a supporter of Jay Nixon. Very very disappointed in, in his decision uh, that was made during that time. Curtis, as these buildings were being burned and um, some of this damage was going down, were you there watching this happen, or did you come see it the next day? I tried to go down there that evening, and police officers did the best they could to keep everyone out because they kind of locked down the zone. Um, so we have had security cameras, and we got we could watch it live and just watch the the looters walk aimlessly, um, and can just from watching that view, if there would have been any support from the National Guard there, it wouldn't have happened. Hmm. And it could have been completely prevented. And it's disgusting to watch it. I watched it for hours to where we were, you know, it didn't start till one, two, three in the morning as far as when things started to kind of calm down. And it was a horrible evening.
I mean, absolutely horrible. On the subject of Governor Nixon, we do want to remind our listeners that um, he was term limited as governor. However, um, this obviously had an impact in, in how people in the community felt about him. Um, so I think the point stands. But but just for the record, um, he, he did have a term limit situation. Curtis, tell us, what kind of impact did this have in the days that followed on your business? Well, it, for the months before, the, you know, there was always the tension and, and, and different things. And then when it became a reality and things started we went back to work the next day and realized that, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to have private security. We had National Guard protect us for a month afterwards and take our folks out at 430. We closed our shops early. Hmm. Uh, revenue revenue went down 75 percent for the next 14 months. Wow. And they, without having we were blessed to have great insurance and to have other locations to load ship things to. But most of our neighbors are gone. And this is a very large community of walking back and forth to get the necessities of life. And and those places are burnt. And it it really hurt the community. Mayor Jones, how did the people, how did your constituents feel about everything that happened um, with, you know, with this damage to their community? At the same time, I'm wondering, was this a cause where they maybe had some sympathy for? Um, (laughs) No, our our community um, was very disappointed in, in the way... Um, that those individuals chose to show their displeasure, displeasure of the actual um, results. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they understand that, that people have the right to protest and things of that sort, um, but to actually you know, cause physical damage uh, to a community where we, you know, where we shop, you know, where we, you know, we need these businesses uh, to be in our communities, you know, to support them. Mm-hmm. And um, our residents were really uh, very disappointed um, uh, with the entire um, events. Um, mm-hmm. There could have been better ways to, to handle it. Um, and they were, you know, frank, quite frankly, they were scared. Mm-hmm. I've talked to several residents during, you know, while the things were going on, they were actually, you know, scared for their safety. They thought the that this was still over in the actual neighborhoods, and it actually it didn't. Hmm. It, it, it mostly stayed in the business district, but the way Dale was is structured, you know, there's neighborhoods right behind the um, business district, and so they were concerned about that spilling over there and getting robbed and, and people coming in their homes. That didn't happen, but mm-hmm. yeah, this was it was it was traumatic. It, it was mm-hmm. it was a very traumatic event uh, emotionally. Uh, to our community, but I'm just glad that we have rebounded from that. I was going to say, so that emotionally, um, yeah, I can see that this would be so devastating. Do you have any sense of what the economic cost was to your city? I, I don't know. That's something we, we've been wrestling with for a while, trying to figure out what there is. But just give you an example, one example. At one time, we had three chain, national chain, auto parts store. We had O'Reilly's. We had AutoZone and Advanced Auto Parts, mm-hmm. and all three were um, damaged or burned down. Mm-hmm. And only one of those came back, which was O'Reilly's. So, you know, something that, you know, just taking that as one example, that, that really, you know, affects your community. When you have that kind of traffic from those kind of stores, and then, you know, all three are gone overnight, and then only one really decides to come back. Mm-hmm. Curtis, you talked about the financial hit that your business took. Did the state or, or did anyone else offer financial assistance? There was one organization that I believe gave us um, $5,000, and it was like an economic-type thing, no-interest-type loan. 
Okay. Um, so that's which, a, a pretty small great. amount of money, honestly. Yeah, it didn't. It, really, I told them, I said, guys, you need to give it to the business sitting right across from me where the folks don't have a place. To, but they almost slept and ate there. Mm. They were trying to protect the place so bad. And I said, you need to give it to them. They have nothing. I said, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I have another company to support me. I said, you know, the fact that we're going to lose all this revenue, yeah, it, it did hurt and, and put us in financial disarray, but it didn't take my home. And those folks that worked so hard to come out and clean up every day, those residents did, they would clean up the streets every day after the, the looters would go through. Mm-hmm. And they just, they needed help and it, it just wasn't there. Mayor Jones, what about the city as a whole? Was there financial assistance offered to the city of Delwood after all this? Uh, absolutely not. Um, and, and Kirk talked about, you know, some of the loans. And my problem with that was, you know, the only financial assistance for those businesses were loans. I mean, there were low interest loans, but, you know, there were there were no, you know, grants that I'm aware of. Um, and, and those businesses like that weren't in a position hmm. to, to pay back a loan, even though it was low interest. They needed some actual financial help that, you know, they wouldn't necessarily have to pay back. And we fought for that. And um, we were not successful in getting that. But no, the city of Delwood, we didn't receive anything. What we did is we, in the next year, we passed a bond issue of a $7 million bond issue. The residents passed with 70% of the vote so that we could do some infrastructure progress, uh, infrastructure projects on our own. Okay. And so we realized that we weren't going to get any money from the government, so we had to get some ourselves. And that's what we decided to do to influx uh, revenue into our city. So the city sort of took matters into its own hands. And I understand today you're feeling pretty optimistic about things. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, we, we've, we've been able to pave, uh, repave every street in the city of Delwood. We remodeled our city hall, which has uh, been around forever, and it was in, in horrible shape. And we, uh, we've we totally renovated that. And we've done a lot of infrastructure projects. We've seen a lot of grants. And, and hopefully we're still praying for uh, this Great Streets Initiative, which will actually um, just kind of bring new light to, to the street of West Florissant. And we've been working on for many years, even before the, the unrest happened, we were working on a project with, along with the city of Ferguson to reconstruct, redo, and revitalize just uh, West Florissant Avenue. And so we're still fighting for those funds, but the, the engineering part has been done, the design has been done. We're just waiting, hopefully, to try to get funds from the federal government to complete that project. Okay, so that could that could be a really exciting development as well. Uh, absolutely. I want to go to the phone lines here. We've actually got State Representative Mike Person um, calling from Ferguson. Hi, <clears throat> Representative Person. You're on St. Louis on the air. Well, well. Good morning, or should I say, good afternoon. Uh, just had to uh, do a shout out to Mayor Jones. He is one of our unsung heroes, uh, in spite of our circumstances with the riots and so forth. I used to live in Delwood uh, about 20 years, and one thing Delwood was known for was how clean their streets were. And they better be clean because you're going to get fined if you don't keep them as beautiful as they have been. And the idea that our good mayor of Delwood was able to actually pass a bond issue, which under the circumstances you would think that people would pretty much be in, in disarray and and not have uh, any kind of enthusiasm for any kind of uh, bonds and so forth. He was able to get that passed, and yes, Delwood streets are back to being pretty much the way they were prior to um, all of the havoc that was going on. We still need to get a lot of infrastructure projects uh, done and grown uh, in Delwood and Ferguson, but uh, my head goes off to what 
uh, our good mayor, Reggie Jones, has been able to do under the circumstances. Um, that's Amen. all I got. I'm not going to hog your phone here as other callers. But, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing, Reggie. You'll be a mayor there for a long time. <laughs> well, th- thank you for that, Representative Person. It's, it's great to hear your perspective on this. And Mayor Jones, that's got to be nice to hear somebody's such a big fan of yours. Oh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I mean, because, you know, sometimes when you do hard work, you don't, you're not necessarily doing it for uh, notoriety or being noticed. You just, you're just doing it because mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do. So it's a great thing when somebody can acknowledge that and notice that. Appreciate that. I want to go back to the phone lines. We've got Tom calling from Webster Groves. Hi, Tom. You're on St. Louis on the air. Yes, hi. I have a little story that captures some of the feeling of the moment uh, back then. Uh, my girlfriend and I had been going up to Ferguson to participate in the daytime marches. And while we were there, uh, this is prior to the grand jury verdict, uh, while we were there, we uh, made a point of visiting some black-owned businesses, like the, the second-hand store that was right on the near that big intersection, West Florissant and something. And uh, after McCullough got done with his process uh, and all that occurred, um, that very black-owned business, a beautiful second-hand store, was burned down. Mm. And uh, it was just uh, very sad. And, and uh, uh, it reminded us of uh, what Dr. King said about uh, riots being the voice of the voiceless, you mm-hmm. know, where pe- people wind up burning down their own neighbors and their own stuff. But it was sad. Yeah, Tom, thank you for that call. It's just such a bummer to hear that protesters who were out on the streets, um, you know, hoping to to bring attention to what had happened to Michael Brown, that in some cases the cost, as as he says, was to black-owned businesses and was to such a thriving majority black community. Well, sir, sir, I have a quick point, and he, he brought it up. I forgot to mention this. As much as I was disappointed with Governor Jay Nixon, I was also disappointed with, with, with uh, Bob McCullough. Mm-hmm. As far as the timing of his announcement, I mean, he waited until it was dark at mm-hmm. night, you know, which made it difficult uh, for police and things to to function. I think it should have been made maybe in the morning time or early afternoon um, before you made that announcement. So I think that was also a bad decision by, at the, at that time. The county prosecutor by McCullough. Mm-hmm. The timing almost seemed uniquely tailored to cause chaos that night. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We do have one other question. We're not going to be able to get to any more calls, unfortunately, because we're almost out of time here. But just a quick question for you, Mayor Jones. Um, John in St. Louis wanted to know if the if you know what happens to the arsonist, what happened to the arsonist who apologized to you? Do you know if they ever ended up being prosecuted? I don't I don't know who they are. They, they, they said that and jumped out. I, I don't even know if they were arsonists. They just said that we, you know, we did damage to, you know, we thought we were in Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. And those guys jumped in the car, and he rode off. And I don't know who they are, and probably never seen them, and never again. Probably never will. Yeah. Well, and today it sounds like Delwood is is really moving in a great direction. So, um, mm-hmm. congratulations on some efforts that sound like they've really been paying off for your community. Thank you so much. Well, Mayor Jones and Curtis Barks, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Reggie Jones is the mayor of Delwood, and Curtis Barks is the CEO of Complete Auto Body and Repair. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. 
Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.